everyone. I'm Aaron. I'm Jeff. And this is The Final Word with Jeff and Aaron. And before we begin, we are all going to die. Um, well, I mean, eventually, right? Yeah, not because of coronavirus, just because that's we're all going to die eventually. That's just like, how mortality... Although they do say that the person to live forever has probably already been born. Oh, interesting. I think that's something that Parks and Rec said. Oh, Therefore, it must be true. That. Absolutely. I mean, one of these days, maybe we can download our consciousness into, you know, some computer somewhere and sort of live forever. Like, I feel like the computer would probably break down, too. Well, I mean, it depends if we can repair a computer a lot better. We can repair a body. But that sounds like a topic for a completely different podcast. This is true, because this podcast is about coronavirus, even though we're not all going to die. Like, I'm going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I thought for a second there you're going to say this podcast is sponsored by Corona. And I was going to be like, that would be poor taste. That would be very poor taste. and Especially because no. Corona tastes poorly. That's true, oh, too. And, oh, but um, chink. I'm going to have to. Ooh, I should totally see if we can find a uh, but um, chink. Uh, yeah, there's a word for in. that. Something um, like a camera uh, drum roll. Not drum not roll. Not a drum um, roll. It's a, like a it's a joke drum thing. There's a word for yeah, it. Shoot. What is that? That would be a good final word. Oh, um, that would be a good final word. Speaking um, of final things, uh, what's our first fact? So our first fact, fitting with the, the theme of the show, is about the Spanish flu pandemic uh, back in 1918. It did not originate in Spain. Really? Wait, you but it's called the Spanish flu. On your that, face, Jeff. It has to be in Spain. It Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, no. So this is why I'm, I'm bringing it up. So they no one believes the so-called Spanish flu originated in Spain. The pandemic likely acquired this name because of World War One, which was in full swing at the time. Um, Wait, could, h- how does that relate? Well, let me finish. No, I want to interrupt so that my voice can be heard. Well, then fine. I'm going to keep talking over you then. So the major countries involved in the war were keen to avoid encouraging their enemies. So reports of the extent of the flu were suppressed in Germany, Austria, France, the UK and the US. By contrast... Neutral Spain had no need to keep the flu under wraps. That created the false impression that Spain was bearing the brunt of the disease. Um, In fact, the geographic origin of the flu is debated to this day, though hypotheses have suggested East Asia, Europe, and even Kansas. Kansas? uh, Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I find that kind of fascinating. It's kind of interesting. I wonder, like, in 100 years, where they think Corona would have started, or if they'll even think of it. Right. I mean, I feel like we all know it started from China. Like that was pretty. It's pretty and much also known we live at in this the point, so I age don't know. Of, we also live in the age of you yeah. know information where that stuff is written down pretty extensively. So yeah, yeah they'll probably very all much know. so. So um, it's, also, who I'm knows? just gonna give a I'm gonna give a quick warning to the people listening. Uh, we're doing this call over Skype, which is kind of the traditional mode these days. Unfortunately, Skype is doing this wonderful thing where one of us will just freeze for no reason. And so if uh, we start arguing with each other about, you know, talking at the same time, yeah. uh, that's probably the reason why. Yeah, Sorry. Or if there's a weird prolonged amount of silence, though, that that I can easily edit and post. Possibly. But possibly. Yeah. yeah, it's weird because it just I don't know how many people are familiar with Skype. It even happens on cell phones where suddenly the other person will just disappear. And then all of a sudden, everything they said over the past, you know, a few seconds gets crammed into like a half a second. And it sounds like yeah. they're speaking like chipmunks. It's Basically, quite a- like it was recording the entire thing into a buffer and then it just plays the buffer all at once. Right. And it's very confusing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you obviously you won't us. notice on the recording itself, but the anyways, only way you'll notice is our, our act 
acting towards each other will be weird. Yes. Weirder than normal. Indeed. So Spanish flu, not in Spain. Interesting. Yeah, How many know, people did the Spanish flu kill? Oh, that's a really good question. I actually had that up and I don't remember what I did with it. Well, it um, seems like a pretty quick type D type type. Uh, yeah. Between 50 and 100 million people. 50 and 100 million. What was the yeah. population back in the 1818? Um, that represents about 5% of the world's population. Okay. About- so does that mean it was about 5%? Deadly? No, I guess that would mean everyone. Who, oh, wow. That means it had to be way higher than 5%. Um, no. So between 15 million people are thought to have died, which represents about 5% of the world's population. So it was a, had a 5% mortality rate. Right. Well, no, it had to have a higher one because not everyone died. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, half a billion people were infected. So it was like a 10% mortality rate. Dang. Wait, so 2 billion people and 100 years ago, the population was 2 billion? Yeah, that man sounds about right. We've exploded this past century, yeah. like insanely exploded. Um, <laughs> we have so, quadrupled the amount of people. We have so there's. By the way, for reference, that's going to be one of those moments that we're all going to overlap. Um, what I was about to say is we had quadrupled the population of Earth in the last hundred years compared to all of the rest of history. Well, I mean, because that is how, that is how exponential growth works. Right. I know, but yeah. still. Well, what's interesting is cool. if you look like somewhat like in the last like I want to say like decade. Well, probably like two decades. Most first world countries' populations have plateaued. Most of the growth is in China and India at this point. For now, I'm probably going to get this wrong and be horrible for saying it, but isn't Japan's birth rate actually negative? I think you're right. I think I remember reading that somewhere. And by negative, it means more people are dying than being born. Not that like somehow negative people are being born. That would be somewhat fascinating, though. Yeah, I don't know what that would actually mean. Actually, it sounds horrifying. Right. It would people who were born would become unborn. Anyways, Jeff is okay. looking I up. Don't ne- I don't necessarily think it's negative. I think it's um, uh, trending downward. So the rate yeah, yeah. at which the rate of people are being born is negative. Right, right. That makes sense. So moving on, coronavirus. It's uh, it's a thing. It's uh, very much a thing. Uh, so I've been thinking about it a lot for a plethora of reasons. Um, one, because... It's a thing. Um, And it's, I mean, if it wasn't what it is, it's actually kind of fascinating to see how society is reacting to it and how um, scientists are studying it. And uh, I sent Jeff this article and I'm going to post it on on the podcast. There's this website, Ars Technica, that I visit a lot because I love it. And um, they have this really great article about the coronavirus. It's a really, really long article and they've been updating it pretty regularly. Um, but it is very fact-based and just very much, this is what's going on. This is what we're doing to try and fight it. And this is what other countries are doing and, and yada, yada, yada. Um, but one of the things that I found very, um, revealing, I guess, is a map of the States that have been infected and, Every state has been infected with coronavirus. 
At this point, yeah. At this point, every single... And we're talking like maybe... Does it say when the first one was? Because I think the first was Washington. Yeah, the first was in Washington, and it was... Um, I can actually tell you. Um, but um, bum 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 Um... Oh, shoot. I had it. Where was it? Um... See, if we had more production value, this is the stuff we probably cut Here we out. go. It was back in January. Uh, a back Seattle January? area man in, in his Seattle. 30s developed okay. symptoms after returning from a trip. Um, and he was he was in Wuhan or around Wuhan. So that's why it makes sense. And that's why Washington uh, yeah. State so far has been hit the hardest. Um, right. If anything, I think Washington was um, the like, not not just the first case of it, but I think that's where it starts to spread out from. So it was both. It was or, or the, were there independent cases elsewhere? There were independent cases in California. Uh, I think those were li- related to the cruise that was just oh, right. that stupid cruise ship that honestly Japan really screwed up with, and it's just been a whole mess. Um, what this entire cruise ship is full of people who potentially have corona? Ah, let them go. Right. Well, not just that. It was like it. So the cruise ship it was, I think, one or two people tested positive. And so they decide to quarantine the ship, which makes sense. However, the quarantine was the stupidest quarantine in the world because what they did, it wasn't like, okay, everybody needs to stay in their room. We'll have workers bring you food and they'll make sure to clean everything. It was like, man, we're just going to quarantine this from the rest of the world and everybody have fun on the cruise ship. And so they just were allowed to roam in the cruise ship and not leave the cruise ship. Essentially what happened was yes technically they weren't supposed to like leave their rooms but people were and Uh, no no and yeah and workers were going around without sanitizing things and so yeah it was like a petri dish and of course it spread like wildfire yeah um that being said those cruise ship rooms are tiny so i can understand true and also like cruise ships are kind of gross to begin with and this was also back in the beginning of this where people were still not so scared i guess right well so i mean what what i found really interesting and i'm actually basing my own reaction on it um as well as others and i don't know how jeff you were reacting necessarily but you know i remember when it first came out um in china and my definitely my first reaction was eh, whatever um like we've seen this Same. before yeah. You know, like, we saw oh no, it with another... SARS and MERS and swine flu, swine flu and bird flu. bird flu that it was this, oh, God, we got a pandemic and then it, nothing really happens. Um, and even when it started spreading like wildfire in China, I, it wasn't that I was kind of like, oh, this is still being overblown, but I still didn't think it was going to necessarily be this worldwide pandemic um, until combination of just reading about it and it's actually spreading to other countries um for for the most part my thoughts on it were um it wasn't a case of i was neglecting it because well it's not here so why should i care it was more along the lines of the okay here's here's let me put my tinfoil hat on um media loves to blow things out of proportion to make people scared so that they i don't know consume more or something um it's uh, it yeah, it's the reason it's like, why you don't it, see it, it news makes you watch are, the news more because right. you're like, oh my god, what's happening in the world? Oh my god, we're all going to die. I need to watch the news. It's the reason why they have news stories that are like, uh, "This could be killing your kids." Find out at eleven. 
It's right. Like, well, if it's that dangerous, tell me now so I can save my kids. It's like, nope, no, nope. they just you got to watch at 11. You got to watch yeah. at 11. That's when they get the commercials. And even uh, when they watch at 11, that's when the news story starts, but they won't air that one until the end of the program. Oh, of course. Or so. my favorite is when... Um, it's a, like right before the commercial break and it's up next is yeah, la la yeah. la 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 and it, yeah anyways that's a so so that's the reason of, why when it first started I kind of kind of shrugged it off as not mattering right the moment that I realized oh shoot this actually is a problem is the moment when all the stories about Trump trying to cover it up yeah came out then I was like well shit if Trump yeah. is trying to say it's not good it's it's fine then that means it's definitely bad yeah. For me, it was more kind of like the sudden realization of this is actually kind of dangerous. No, this is not the end of the world. Um, it's, you know, we're, we're not entering a dystopic reality yet. We're close, but not because of the virus. Um, it was this, you know, it was reading about the infection rates and the vulnerable population and then also the death rate. You know, I think we're at depending on the country and who you ask, it's between two and 4%. Um, right. And 2% may not sound like a lot. Well, that's and they were, two people of 100 people. Right. And also, you know, people for a while, at least here, you know, the big thing was, oh my God, flu kills so many more people. Why are we freaking out? Well, the death rate of flu is like 0.1%. I, yeah, I thought it was even lower than that. Um, basically, the reason the flu has a higher death toll is because it affects more people. Right, but it most people recover. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, since you've probably done more research on this fact, but I think isn't one of the reasons corona is so concerning is that you're either asymptomatic, in other words, you're, you, you're a carrier, mm-hmm. or you don't show signs for such a long time that by the time you know you have it, it's too late. You've already infected all your friends and family. Essentially, yeah. That, um, yeah, one of the big issues... It was, I mean, still is, but at the beginning especially was how many people were sick and didn't know they were sick and yeah. maybe thought they had a cold or nothing at all. Like some people are completely asymptomatic. Um, and what uh, coronavirus itself is uh, slightly more infectious than the, the flu um, in that it, it can live a little longer on surfaces than than the flu does. Um, and. I think it once um, a lot of times with the flu, from what I understand, if you have the flu, but you're asymptomatic, you're not contagious. Whereas with coronavirus, if you have it, even if you're asymptomatic, you are contagious. I could be wrong, but I feel like I saw I read that somewhere. Um, Yeah. Well, and at least here in America, the other biggest problem is not just that. It's also just the botching of how it was handled. Oh, well, that's so that's the biggest issue. So that's this is why I find all of this very interesting. And I have a bit of a soapbox with our podcast and with Facebook. Um, (laughs) Preach, I guess, is the word. Right. It's well, it's what do they call it? It's soapbox. And there's another term for it. A platform. I have a platform. Yes. Um, All of our listeners will have to listen to you. Exactly. And it's this. I've seen and it's changing now, but definitely at the beginning, you had one of two reactions. You had the people going, whatever, this isn't a big deal. People stop freaking out. And then you had the people freaking out. And what we're seeing now is there are definitely still people freaking out. And there are definitely still people who think this is not a big deal. But you're definitely seeing a lot more people realizing. Well, I mean, I raise my hand because I'm one of those people that thinks it's not that big of a deal. 
but understands that we should do stuff about it proactively. Got it. Well, so that's what I'm saying is like it. There were people or still are people who say it's not a big deal to the point of I'm not going to do anything right about it. And for me personally, I'm not scared. I am worried. I'm not worried that I'm going to get sick. Um, I'm worried about my parents because they're in. Sure. That... Yes. Yes. This is I agree with you 100 percent on this. Yeah. So like my um, mom, my mom is 69. My dad is 71. I'm or 72. Anyways, they're on that in that vulnerable population, not as bad as the you know, someone who's yeah. 80 or, you know, they, none of them have underlying conditions. But then I also have my grandmother who's 94 and in a nursing home. And um, if something were to happen in that nursing home, that's kind of it. That's what we saw in Seattle was um, there was a nursing home in Seattle. Somebody got infected and it just yes. spread like wildfire. Yeah, that was the ground zero. If you look at the death rate in or the death toll in Washington, it's at 37, which is significantly higher than anywhere else. 37 Be- people. 37 people because oh, okay. of the nursing home. Um, and so it's it's a it's you know, I'm, I'm in this really weird situation where. I'm, I don't want to freak out because there's nothing necessarily to freak out about, but I can't just act like. Everything Nothing's is normal. There. Well, and I'm, I'm pretty sure a large majority of not majority, that wouldn't be true. A large percentage of the population is in the exact same position. I know I am. I have also have parents that are in their ages that I probably should not disclose because they wouldn't like that. Um, and yeah, especially because guess where they live? They live in Washington. Oh, that's true. They're so, in Spokane. So they're in Spokane. Although Spokane has had cases too, I believe. Yeah. Um, but then um, the other thing is I'm not afraid of getting sick. And I'm fairly certain I'm healthy right. enough that I'll be fine if I do get sick. I work at a uh, national laboratory, which is um, pr- semi-problematic because it has a lot of international travel. And in fact, right. most of the international travel has been canceled and most of the domestic travel has been highly advised against at this point. Um, and so it's only a matter of time before, you know, it's going to spread. T- I live in Colorado. It already is in Colorado. Yep. So, well, and it's in Colorado. Um, it's not hit too, too hard now, but there's been quite a few c- cases and you are seeing. So, OK, 101 confirmed cases in Colorado. Uh, one dang. person has died. Um, and so the um, one of my big clients is the Jewish Community Center in Boulder, and they have shut down until March 29th. They've completely yeah. closed the building. Um, the state the legislature s- has shut down. And it's you're seeing these reactions that some might see as an overreaction. But the key is once you you can't react once somebody's infected, once somebody's infected, it's too late. Right. So you basically need to you need to see what it is like. You need to do what appears to be an overreaction. That was far more complicated of a sentence than it needed to be. It's. It's really cool. You can look at some mathematical models of infections and you can look at them with and without preemptive measures. And it's drastic how much doing a little bit of mm-hmm. overreactions finishes off easier. There's um, a. Oh, go ahead. I, I, I've heard from my mom that, again, she's in Washington, uh, that they've actually closed the school district until the end of, of March, more or less. Oh, well, most of the school districts in Colorado have been closed until oh, the really? end of March. Oh, really? I didn't know that because oh, yeah. I don't um, have my. 
Yeah, so I know off the top of my head, I know Denver Public Schools uh, is closed. This makes sense. Um, through March 29th or something like that. Uh, Boulder Public Schools are St. Vrain, um, Aurora Dang. Public Schools. Uh, CU Boulder I, is closed. I don't know if yeah, you- Yeah, uh, this, this I knew. because DU I, is closed. I still like, get emails from CU, yeah. so I knew that. So um, and a lot of the colleges are going to online classes so they can kind of keep things going. Makes sense. But it's basically, it is not, this is not being done because, oh my God, we're all going to get infected and die. It's being done to prevent that. Yeah. It's the same reason why you put um, something that's in fire in an oxygen uh, devoid environment just to right. slowly kill it. Right. Um, um, you're giving it nowhere to spread. That's exactly. The exactly. Um, and so most of this, I think most of these quarantines, if you want to call it that way, are for at least two weeks because that's the incubation period of the virus. Yes. More or less. Um, so hopefully if you are sick, you will start showing symptoms at that point and you can get tested. Now, of course, getting tested at the moment is still far more difficult than it needs to be because of the lack of testing kits. But, you know, that's And if that's only we fun. had this wonderful thing called universal health care. Well, it's not even the universal health care. It was really terrible uh, planning. Like the CDC screwed up so bad and then true. But at the same time, like you can't tell me that there's not people who are definitely showing symptoms that aren't getting tested because, well, that's going to cost money. So right now in Colorado, um, it is free to get tested cool. at the I moment. I did not know there that. Are that's basically, really good to know. Yeah, there, um, there are literally drive up locations where um, you will drive up, they will swab you, whatever it is, and then go home. And then they'll let you know. The problem right now. That is fantastic to hear. Thank you. Yeah. The problem right now is just they're doing that, but it can still take a while to get get it tested because there just aren't enough test kits. So yeah, they, sure, you know, sure. Right. So they'll hold on to your saliva. Or I'm not sure exactly what the, I think they swab your nose and your mouth, I think is the two things they swab. And they can hold and on they to hold that. hold on to it until the test. I, um, I heard that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is working with some companies to get more tests uh, readily available. Yeah, the last I heard was that within the next couple of weeks, we should start seeing a a windfall of tests that like within two weeks, we'll have five million. But it's too late, honestly, at this point. I was going to say in, in two weeks, this could either be over or in one way or another. Right. 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 Like it's and to the point where quarantine won't really matter. You just we're just going to have to survive the storm or right. what we've done right now is enough and it's gone the way of. Spanish right. Word. And like, I think the hope is, at least in Colorado, and I know a lot of other states are doing this as well, is, OK, we don't have enough test kits, but everybody quarantine themselves. And yeah, yeah that's, that's really hard to do. Um, like the whole idea of social distancing, I know, is very not necessarily confusing, but social distancing literally just mean it's hard for some people to be alone. Is that what you're saying? I mean, essentially, yeah. And there's as an this... introvert, I do not understand that concept. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> honestly, there's a part of me really excited about this because it's like, hey, I can't go out because I'm not supposed to. It's, it's um, the equivalent of waking up on a Saturday morning and it's a rainy day and going, oh, I guess I can't do all of those wonderful, fun things outside that I wanted to do because right. it's raining. Right. Except for instead of rain, it's it's a semi-deadly virus. Right. So. Exactly. And I mean. And the, the the flip side of that is social distancing doesn't mean you can't leave your place. It just means don't go to a bar. Don't yeah. go don't to go a to restaurant. A 
Yeah. Don't yeah, go, don't to, go a to a rally. Exactly. Don't go. Oh God. Don't go to a concert, which there was a concert at the Pepsi center a couple of days ago that yeah. the, um, product, I can't remember what concert it was, but they refused to cancel it and people still went. And it was this like yeah. this. Oh my God. What are you guys doing? Why are you doing this? Now, here's one of those times where I'm going to say something that's completely unsighted and therefore it could be 100% wrong. But I was reading a Reddit post where essentially um, somewhere they had put a limit of 1,000 people. If it if your event yes. is over 1,000 people, yes. it is automatically has to be canceled. Yes. And so the event said, okay, only 999 people can come. It was something like that. I don't know. There was, it was it's dumb. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, you're technically right, but you're defeating the purpose yeah well and quite um, honestly a thousand people's too many oh most definitely i yeah. i would say depending on the location a couple dozen is a problem right and um, now yeah keep going i was gonna so um you know in colorado and again i can really only speak for colorado you know i've read things about other states and whatnot but the governor in colorado has been very very proactive and is constantly and the governor get, governor polis jared polis who's a democrat woo, woo. Um, he's been very proactive, a lot of news conferences, um, and really pushing for social distancing. And that yeah. is, it, it kind of sounds extreme to kind of quarantine yourself, but it is the easiest and most effective way to prevent the spread on top of also washing your hands. Right. Um, hey, guys. Hey. Just be clean. Be clean, guys. Yeah. Wash your hands. You you touch something that you think may have been contaminated by or touched by somebody else. Hey, wash your hands. Yeah, it's not or hard. just like normally wash your hands, which I mean, it's kind of a thing. Like I don't I'm washing my hands more than I normally do. Yes, it's not like I, I normally don't wash my hands, but I'm definitely washing them more. And speaking of washing your hands, I'm actually glad you brought that up. So, you know, I'm sure you've seen all of these things online of this is how you're supposed to wash your hands. Yeah. Um. And yes, that is how you're supposed to wash your hands. One of the things that bothers me is they never say why you're supposed to do it that way. I Okay, uh, you want to explain? What, yes. What's the proper way to wash your hands? Well, so so there's two aspects of washing your hands. Soap oh and water. And that, well, I guess three aspects. You have soap, you have water, and you rub them together. For now, sure. the key is the soap. So the whole point of soap, and not a lot of people know this, soap in and of itself doesn't do anything. Soap is not a disinfectant. The point of soap is it breaks down the hydrogen bonds of water so the water can get into crevices it normally would not. And thus, the water then washes away the crap on your hands. Jeff, thought, you have a look on your face. I thought the purpose of soap was that it has a water-soluble portion and a water-insoluble portion. And that the water insoluble portion interacts with the oils and stuff that you're trying to get away. And the water soluble portion makes it so that it turns it all into parcels so that when you wash it away, it drops off. I have not heard that part. I do know, like, I definitely know it's, it breaks, the, the big thing is it breaks down the hydrogen bonds. So you can actually test this for yourself. Um, if you have a cup of water. Is this the thing where you, you like, can drop a, a keep going. I, I think I know where yeah. you're going. So basically, cup of water and then... Uh, put some like pepper flakes on it because pepper doesn't absorb yeah. in water um, and the pepper flakes will just float on top of the water. If you then put a little drop of soap in it, two things will happen. You'll suddenly see a bunch of pepper flakes sink down to the bottom and you'll also see them spread out to the sides. Breaking um, those hydrogen bonds makes it less dense. So they sink. Yeah. And, and then they or go actually to probably this, disrupts the surface tension. Right. Exactly. It disrupts the surface tension. So they sink. And then also because, you know, I might be thinking of a degreaser. 
that's very possible. Because the whole purpose of a degreaser is to get rid of the fatty stuff that is grease. Right. And there are definitely soaps that have that in there and whatnot. Because soaps are an emulsifier. I'm trying to remember all that chemistry stuff that I, at one point. I think it was fat. Like, originally, it's just fat. Well, it lie, isn't it? Yeah, originally. I don't remember. There's there's a history of soap out there. I, I haven't really looked into it. I just I just know that. So I want to transition still talking about Corona, but it, let's talk about the two ramifications of Corona that I think are interesting. The first one is uh, the chaos that is currently happening in our grocery stores. Oh, my freaking God. Oh, my God. I went to the store today. It By the way, we're recording this on March 14th, which is Pi Day for everyone who is math fun. Yay, um, Pi Day. And as is tradition, I went to the grocery store to buy- Oh, to get a, some pie. I bought one pie. I also bought some other things that I was just like, I needed anyways, but that was yeah. the main reason was go. My store was- it's Insane. Pit clean. Like, yeah. for some reason, everyone bought cheese. Like, all of the cheese is gone. I don't know why the cheese is gone. That's not going to help. So, I was at Costco Thursday, I want to say. Yeah, I went to Costco Thursday. Because I actually, like, I hadn't been to Costco in forever, and, like, I really needed to go. And it was getting to that point of, like, if I don't go now, I don't know what's going to be left. Right. And so I got there, and there were a couple of things I noticed immediately. There were no carts. All of the carts were gone. No, no, no. There were no carts because everybody was in the store with carts. Oh, I was thinking they removed the carts so people couldn't hoard shit. No, that so oh. like I I know, but it was so a very I had to, busy day. It was, I mean, it and this was at two o'clock on a Thursday, the middle of the day. Oof, oof, um, no good. So, um, oh, I have a cat on my desk, so you might start hearing noises from my cat. I am picking her up. I love you. Oh, and she jumps away. Yes, but yeah, um, but so well, so there was a couple of things. Um, the lines to check out were insane. Absolutely was your, insane. Was your Costco doing that kind of cool thing where there was a line to get toilet paper and they had an employee handing it out one per person? No, but they did have big signs of uh, limit two per person. Oh, and if two. you had, yeah, two per person for toilet paper and water, even though there was no toilet paper left, there was water. No, that's nice. And, and that's, that is the thing. Oh my God. I know everybody everywhere is saying the same thing. What the hell with the toilet paper? So the rumor that I heard, and maybe you've heard the same thing and therefore confirm it or not and defirm it, is that somewhere someone posted that the same thing that masks were made out of was what toilet paper is made out of. Interesting. And that because the number of masks is going to be produced, the number of toilet paper is going to be limited and therefore everyone went crazy, which is obviously not true because the things that the masks are made of is cotton, not paper. Right. Um, and masks are also kind of useless, but that's I'll, I'll get into that, actually. Um, <laughs> right. Well, I think what's what's what happens. And honestly, I mean, I was somewhat affected by this. I definitely bought more at Costco than I would normally buy because um, you heard that people were hoarding it and therefore you knew the supply was going to be scarce. So you then hoarded it. Right. Right. I mean, not drastically like I kind of. So I always get a bunch of uh, chicken breasts and I okay. bought two bags instead of one. Not because like I'm not going to be able to leave the house, but it's like. I, I don't know right now. Um, right, what, which is you are part of the problem. Exactly. And I mean, unfortunately- See, I went like, to the store and bought one pie. Right. 
And it was mostly like when I go to Costco, I stock up. Like my plan when I go no, to Costco is I'm buying enough food for like three months here. Yeah. And um, going to Costco is a little bit different than going to my King Supers, which is down the road. Like literally right. it's in my backyard. So yeah. Like the Costco is a trip. Yeah. Uh, King Supers is not. But um, that said, I have four rolls of toilet paper that I bought like a month ago. And I'm really hoping that lasts. <laughs> yeah, I'm down to two at the or like two and a half. I know my parents have some and uh, like I'm not I'm really not worried about toilet paper. Same. And that's the thing. As quite long as the honestly, supply chains still work, we're fine. Well, and, and quite honestly, and this is the thing that kind of has my mind boggled of all of the things to worry about toilet paper. Like if it gets really bad, take a shower. Like if it's that bad, like that's an interesting point. Gross, like, but interesting. Gross, it's but it's bad, like yeah. you're not going to suddenly be able to not wipe your ass. So the other theory I heard is that people were thinking, oh, no, if I'm going to be quarantined in my house for 14 weeks, what's the worst thing that I could possibly think of? Oh, yeah. All that diarrhea that Corona brings. Right. Well, right. So speaking of things, things not to do, the, the, <laughs> the steps you should not be taking. One, antibacterial we, soap. Completely useless. Not just for this. But in general, this Just is a virus, not a bacteria. Yes. Yes. And also antibacterial soap is terrible for the environment because it take, creates bacteria. Are you, are you talking about antibacterial? Is that hand sanitizer? The like, or No, that's alcohol-based. Yeah. So hand sanitizers... As long as you just get regular alcohol-based hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, totally fine. Any hand sanitizer that uh, advertises an antibacterial, useless. Um, is, it, is it useless or just not... Why do you say useless? I guess I say useless in that the antibacterial aspect of it is useless. Well, it's, it's, it's useless for use- this in particular case. Like, it's not going to kill the virus, but it will kill bacteria. Well, so the prob- Well, yes, but the problem with most anti- antibacterial soaps or hand sanitizer is they don't kill all bacteria. 99.9%. And the bacteria that survives is now resistant to this antibiotic. This is and also the same theory is I've a heard problem. too. It's yeah. actually, I mean, it's like there are way too many antibiotic resistant strains of bacteria at this point. Um, because the other we've, thing, we've naturally selected them. Basically. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, masks, useless. Like well, not so, unless you are sick. Yes. They're if not you useful are, at keeping other people from getting you sick. Yeah. So like if you are healthy and you have a mask on, it's not going to do anything for you. If you are stylish. Yeah, very stylish. If you are sick and have a mask, that's fine. But if you're sick, you shouldn't be out and about anyways. Yeah. Uh, Basically, the mask is for keeping other people safe, not for keeping you safe. Right. Um, And that's also needed by healthcare professionals more than anybody else. Right. Um, And there's only a yeah. And there's only a few type of very specific masks that will yeah. prevent the virus from getting in all of those people buying the drywall masks that you use for when you're drywalling your house useless beyond useless for this. <laughs> uh, um, another thing that i found out was really cool and if you have a quick second uh go to amazon real quick and try to get some lysol wipes oh yeah those are crazy right now they're uh, gone but the whole point is amazon is out of it I like know. The yeah. the first like 20 listings were completely gone and the 21st was like 99 dollars yeah. Last time I checked, was, anyways. Yeah. So there was actually um really interesting uh both Amazon and eBay, maybe a couple other companies, basically any third party seller cannot sell uh, yeah. any of these well, they that's can't sell it's toilet illegal. paper, they can't sell antibacterial wipes, they can't sell Lysol because they 
were trying to gouge. I mean, not trying. They were gouging people, like insanely gouging people. So Um, I believe it's, I don't know what part of the law it is, but I'm pretty sure it's a law that you cannot profit off of a natural disaster. Right. Yeah, that is, I think you're right. I don't know if that's a, there's, I don't know if that's specifically a US law or if it's like a Geneva Convention type thing. Yeah, but, that's that and I probably should look it up to not sound like an idiot here, but at least I'm lampshading it by saying I'm an idiot. Um, but um, yes, yeah, so I, I just it. Oh, oh, yeah. So when I went to the grocery store, the thing that boggled my mind the most is, yeah, OK, toilet paper's gone because of all the hype. Lysol's gone because of all the hype, mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff. The thing that had me really confused was the fruits and vegetables section was almost entirely empty, which. I don't understand that. Like you, if you're, if you're stocking for the fact that you're going to be gone for 14, stuck in your house for 14 right. days, fruits and vegetables are perishables. Really, right. I guess maybe people are like, get them now while you still can. I guess. But I like, know. again, as long as the supply chains don't break down, we're fine. Well, I mean, and that's the other thing is supermarkets aren't going to just close. Like, we're not facing something where we are not allowed to leave our house, at least yet. I don't see that ever happening for a plethora of reasons, because there's just no way that would happen here. Like, yeah. um, And so, yeah, you it's good to have food in the house, especially if you get sick and you can't leave the house. But supermarkets aren't going to just shut down. There's not going to suddenly be a dearth of food. And the water part doesn't make sense either, because... Mo- the sewage treatment plant's not going to suddenly stop working either. Yeah, no. Like, bottled uh, water, okay. Like, this isn't a snowstorm. I this think isn't... people just assume natural disaster. Got to do the same thing that I do for any natural disaster. Right. And then what you get is, oh, my God, there's not enough. Po- there's no toilet paper. Well, next time there's toilet paper, I got to get toilet paper for myself. Yeah. And it just grows. Um, yeah. I wonder. Actually, I kind of wonder if the grocery store is talking from a higher level management position here, mm-hmm. not like the employee's. If they're like loving this or if they're hating it. I imagine it's got to be a little bit of both. Right. Um, Because they're getting a huge bump in in, uh, profits because everyone's buying all of their things. But they also have to worry about restocking, which is probably going to become annoying. Right. And also, I mean, supermarkets more than really anywhere else need to worry about sanitizing everything. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, And that's not easy, especially when it comes to like perishables like fruit. Yeah. Again. Um, so there's um, a uh, on a, a slightly different note, but somewhat similar note. Um, it's been really interesting hearing how different companies are dealing with the coronavirus. Yeah, uh, especially with their employees. Um, and I've actually been somewhat pleasantly surprised. So Costco, um, they got rid of all the sample people. They're not handing out free samples anymore. Now specify when you say got rid of. I mean, so that's what I, so this is where it's kind of cool. So, um, there, so the free sample people were, are not officially Costco employees. It was a sub company of Costco and oh, they contracted okay. out. Um, I, I handed out samples for a couple months after college. Just for it was fun actually, or? Um, I was before I left for Europe. So it was ah, like a little okay. bit of a job to make. It was actually a really fun job because everybody's happy to see you and like, Ooh, I want a free sample. Interesting. Um, did you, did, how did you apply for that? Or did you just walk up to Costco one day and said, I'll do it? Did I can't you have to remember. get your food handler's permit? No. I don't remember. I think my dad saw that they were hiring or something. Interesting. Um, I had to wear a... So I, I 
only handed out stuff you didn't have to cook. I think if I handed stuff out that you actually had to cook, uh, it would have gone. That would make sense. Yeah. Anyways, so Anyways, yeah. what do so, they do with these guys? So they're not working, but they're still paying them as they would See, normally. That's nice. Yeah. Um, whatever their normal average weekly hours are. Um, Starbucks is providing at least 14 days time off in addition to whatever in case you get sick. Um, Good Times Burgers, it's a Colorado chain, is doing the same thing. Um, so it's just kind of neat to see how some companies aren't taking advantage of the situation and they're actually treating their employees with respect and understanding, which yeah. is rare. So this actually um, leads to the last aspect of this that I kind of wanted to talk about. And that's the economic downfall that's going to yeah, happen from this. That's going to be interesting. Um, I predict that we're probably going to hit a pretty big recession. Uh, I don't. I mean, it's going to be interesting. So most, you know, we see the stock market freaking out right now. And quite honestly, the stock market in times like this is it's not a metric on anything. Oh, no, it's not an indicator of of the reason I think we're going to have a, a bit of a depression from this is um, basically a lot of money is going to be lost in people quarantine themselves. Like, you right. can't help it. Right. It's going to be the small businesses, the local restaurants and the local bars. And yeah. um, not Actually, all of them, though. So, like, certain businesses are going to boom. Um, any kind of online business is going to suddenly boom. Because people are going to do stuff online. YouTube views have gone through the roof. Right. But like, what you know, what I'm thinking is it's the local kind of mom and pop places or even, you know, some of the local chains where chains um, there. It's a service industry. And if they don't yeah. have people to serve, then yes, that's what I was thinking. Like bars and stuff are going to go. This is going to be a bad week for them. Right. And so, you know, the hope is um, and I know Colorado is working on this and the federal government's working Pain on leave. this paid leave uh tax relief um that rent kind of relief stuff. all of this stuff because it's necessary it's necessary and i think you know if if you know it would be awesome if we could kind of like put press pause on society it would be really yeah but so, you know there's other companies like apple or microsoft or google or whatnot where they'll be fine if they don't sell if apple doesn't sell iphones this quarter they'll make up for it in the next quarter so uh, I forgot to mention this back when we were talking about companies that were doing cool things. Um, so there's another company. I don't remember the name of it, but they're an online um, like questionnaire thing where you, you can write your own questionnaires. And uh, while you're doing, you, you can have a group of people in an audience and answer the questions live. Mm. Uh, basically, it's for like uh, online classrooms and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, if you just have the trial version, you can make two questions and do stuff like that. Right. But because of this, they up the trial version to thirty questions. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's just like it costs them almost nothing. Right. And thirty questions gave, total, or per, like per in any lecture. one session per lecture. That's uh, that's actually really cool. Yeah. And so I basically, think, it made a lot of of classes probably a lot easier to yeah. to hold remotely. Yeah. It's funny. Because as crazy as all of this is, there's actually something kind of cool about it, seeing how there are aspects of society that are actually coming together in a positive way. Yeah, I think it's revealed a lot of uh, also revealed a lot of uh, holes in society that need to be kind of filled. Absolutely. Like all of the reports of school systems that can't shut down because if they do that, some of their kids won't have food or yeah. places to live. Right. 
And so, well, so Denver, I don't know about other school districts, but Denver is, and this is, well, Denver is um, doing um, lunch or a breakfast and lunch like drive throughs essentially for the kids that normally rely on uh, in school breakfast and lunch. And so basically they're going to have places set up where you collect your food and then go home. And I think that's awesome. The problem is, is it doesn't help when parents work. How are the kids supposed to get there? Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I know DPS was working on a bunch of different ways to do that. But like mass busing is not like they could do that, but that doesn't help because then you're having, you know, small quarter social interactions. I was going to say it kind of defeats the purpose of a quarantine. Exactly. So I don't know this exactly what those Amazon drones. Right. There we go. Yay. Um, Anyways, yeah. so I think that's about all I've got to say about yeah. the topic. You got any um, other words? Not in particular. I am going to post this Ars Technica article. Um, yep, I think yep. it is a it's a really fantastic article. It's very long. Um, it's getting updated almost daily. Um, and it's not a fear fear mongering article at all. It is very much kind of this is what's happening. This is how we're dealing with it. This is what you can do. It even gets into some of the science of the testing and of the virus itself. Um, nice. I, so, it's just, it's really, I think, I honestly, and I find most things in life fascinating, even terrible things. I'm finding this very fascinating because it is revealing aspects of our our collective psyche and how we deal with yeah. um, a somewhat I'm, I'm sure, existential crisis. I'm sure some sort of social studies science, uh, teacher in the future is going to be like, and now we're going to be studying the response to the coronavirus and how yes. it was determined. What the, anyways, I'm done yeah. with that voice. Yeah. Um, and speaking of coronavirus, supposedly Trump tested negative, and I'm very sad about that. Oh, my goodness. You probably should not have said that on a public podcast. Whatever. I've posted on Facebook. Although I was thinking about that. Okay. This, uh, this is entirely meant for a joke, but yes. would meeting... A group of senators knowing you had coronavirus be a act of biological warfare. I think I don't think there's any laws at the moment, but there are definitely. Um, so there was a guy uh, who went that's to the. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. The, this guy went to the CPAC conference as a conservative something conservative, big conservative conference. And he went with coronavirus, knowing he had coronavirus, shook a whole bunch of people's hands and whatnot. And it's like, should he be held responsible? I think he should. Right. I mean, I don't know if if there's like, I don't know if there's a precedent for it in that capacity. No, Like if you have AIDS and you have unprotected sex, that's true. Something is, I don't know if you can be, I think it is. I'm pretty sure there's a case on there. We need a lawyer. We need to call a lawyer. Anyway. And, And I am not a lawyer. Um, I am not I, a lawyer either. I know way too many lawyers. Although though. I play one on TV. Um, Yay. Um, all right. Final word, Jeff. I think yes. it's that time. And my final word is uh, preterist. Preterist. P-R-E-T-E-R-I-S-T. Preterist. P- preterist. That sounds like predatory, Pre- preter- but not preterist. really. Preterist. Um, use it in a sentence. That man over there is a preterist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Um, that makes um, it sound a lot worse than it is. Yes. Um, uh, I guess, let me, let me use it this way. He believes in preterism. Okay, so it's a belief system of sorts. Yes, that's what your clue is. 
it's a belief system. Um, Your other clue is it is somewhat related to our topic in a in a tangential way. He believes in a dystopic worldview. Mm, no. Okay. Um, Just let me know when up. you want to know. Okay. A person who maintains that the prophecies in the apocalypse have already been fulfilled. Huh. Okay. Uh, more specifically, people who believe in the prophecies of like revelations in the right, Bible right, have right. already been fulfilled. Interesting. So okay. people who already think we're in the end days. Right. Yeah. We are in. We, we haven't quite reached the rapture, but we're on our way. Oh, no, no. I think it's past that. Like it's well, literally the rapture the, is everything what, in the Bible has happened already. Well, but the rapture is when the people of society, like the chosen ones, are taken up to heaven. Yes. We haven't and gotten the, to and there I'm yet. Saying, I'm saying it's They say that it's that. already happened. Interesting. Yeah. It's huh. basically, it's people who maintain that all of those prophecies and everything about that have already happened and that we are living in the, in the afterworld. Huh. Fascinating. Which, you know. I mean. Kind I, of fair. Yeah, kind of fair. Yeah. I mean, you, you see the people on the street corners, you know, the end is nigh. It's like, no, nah, no, the end already yeah. happened. Yep. All right. So for next week, everybody. Oh, yes. I forgot about this. Um, So Jeff and I were trying to uh, uh, spice things up, Ah, spice things up a little bit. Um, So next week, we're actually going to do a movie review discussion, and we're going to specifically do it on the movie Dunkirk. Jeff has not seen Dunkirk. Um, I think it is a fantastic movie, and there are so many aspects I want to talk about. Um, so Jeff is going to watch it between, and I'm going to rewatch it between now and our next podcast. If you have not seen it, I highly, highly suggest it. It is not for free on a streaming service, but it is currently 99 cents to rent, 99 cents, 99 cents to rent on Amazon in HD. So yeah, basically the idea behind this is Aaron watches a lot of movies and loves a lot of movies. And I, yeah. I'm definitely the kind of person that will watch a movie and no matter if it's good or bad, come out of it going, that was entertaining. Um, And because of this, I haven't watched very many like classic movies. And Mm. so the hope is by forcing me to watch movies that he thinks are culturally or cinematically relevant, that maybe I'll broaden my horizons. Um, And so that'll be part of the the podcast. Uh, Also, I wanted to mention that um, if you enjoyed the content that you heard today, uh, please share it with a friend. That's the only way we'll ever grow. And it is uh, true. It as is long as true. I keep remembering to say that, hopefully you'll keep remembering to share it. And just remember, you share it with, you know, two friends and your two friends share it with two friends and exponential growth, baby. Make it go viral. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, poor taste. Anyways. Yep. Peace. <laughs>